snowflake. Carolina snowflake. Carolina snowflake. And we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Amanda. And uh, unfortunately, this week is a very sad week uh, for us here at the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Uh, We had to say goodbye to my best friend from the last 15 years, uh, our dog, Odin. We We had to say goodbye to him. We had to let him go. And it was really, really sad. And this has uh, only been a couple of days old, <laughs> so I've done a lot of crying and a lot of missing him and a lot of feeling really sad. And I thought the thing to do this week for an episode would be to talk about about that uh, because I didn't have it in me to uh, to do Jordan to to continue on the Jordan Peterson train this week. Yeah, this this wound is still very fresh, so I I, I couldn't give Jordan the attention that he uh, deserves and that he needs. Uh, these last couple of days, so I thought I would let everybody know what was going on, and we would do an episode where we did a little therapy episode. A little, we would we would do like the real world. What was the what was the slogan? The when people <laughs> the real world where stop being polite and start getting real. Yes, yeah, we were gonna stop being polite and start getting real because <laughs> we're so polite. Yeah, and because I just I couldn't focus on writing a script this this past few days. I think that's fair. Yeah, it was really hard. He was my best friend, and I had him for 15 years. And he, you know, I, I slept in a car with him for a couple nights. I slept on couches with him. He was my pal. He moved with me from state to state, mm-hmm. and I, I love that dog so much, and I miss him so much. And I I, I think I'm going to be okay to do an episode next week. I know he wouldn't want me to spend my time just mourning him. Right. Because he liked to have fun with me. He was my buddy. Yeah. And so I, I do think I'll be okay to get back to Jordan next week. I just wanted everybody to know w- why we didn't get to it this week. Uh, because I did feel some responsibility to, to talk about it because I've opened this can of worms. Yes, and what a can. Yeah, and what a can. <laughs> and so I, I, I didn't want to just leave people hanging. And also, I wanted to remember my 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 friend. You know, uh, it was very sad. It was hard for both of us. I, it what, was. What would you What would you like to tell people about it? Um, you know, I met Odin through you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a he, package deal. He came with me. Yeah, when we started dating, mm-hmm. and uh, at first he wasn't around too much when we when we first got together. But then what? you brought the dog yeah, i was like okay i think this is serious yeah we're in a we're in a real committed relationship i think now. this is a relationship yeah. he, <laughs> he came with me yep and he moved in with uh me and my cats yeah i remember <laughs> that you were scared at first that like i was worried that well because my cats had never known a dog Mm -hmm. so i was concerned that they were going to be completely freaked out yeah and i was worried that he was gonna bother them or like try to eat them yeah (laughs) that they would fight yeah and how long did it take like two days before we were like oh it's fine if even yeah i mean it turned out he was afraid of the cats Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they uh thought he was just you know something to play with yeah they were fine with it and I, it was amazing because it was part of how i knew things were going really well that like moving in here was a good idea and that like 
us being together was a good idea because it, our families, our pet families, just melded together. Yeah, into we one. like we Brady bunched with our pets. Mm-hmm. Basically, and it, it just sort of worked. Yeah, and he was the best. He was the best dog. So I, I kind of wanted to to tell the story of how I how I got him and how how that whole thing went down and maybe explain why my connection with them is so deep. So. Like I said, this is the therapy episode. You can skip this one if you just want to hear shit about Jordan Peterson. But this is me <laughs> and my and my dog. I want to tell you guys about my best friend. So I was living in Charleston at the time, and it was it was around the time period when my my parents were getting divorced, and there was a lot of chaos happening in that respect in my life. And I was kind of not sure where I was going to go with jobs. I didn't. I was getting past the age of being able to go back to college. Like that was getting to be like a, that ain't happening. You're just going to have to work from now on mm-hmm. Th- that whole welcome to the grind. Yeah. Kid. That whole thing was settling <laughs> in and I was having trouble with that. I was having trouble in the relationship that I was in because it was a girl that I had been with for so long that I, I wasn't sure that I wasn't done sowing my wild oats as it were. And I was listening to right wing shit bags like Jordan Peterson telling me that I shouldn't be settling down. And all this was happening at one time period in my life and things and, and I started having panic attacks. I started having uh, anxiety attacks that were like debilitating where I would pass out. I would I, I would just like physically pass out. There was once I passed out in a Walmart. Mm-hmm. I just was shopping at a Walmart at like one in the morning and I woke up on the ground with people like being like, what's wrong? And I was freaked out, you know, and I think I was, I'd probably been smoking weed. So there was this whole idea of like, I don't want people to know I'm high. So <laughs> I'm laying on the floor of a Walmart. Yeah. And I just like 1am. <laughs> and so I just like awkwardly leave, you know, and I was having all this stuff. There was, there's more to it, but that's the gist of it. And all this stuff was going wrong. And I had a pretty good job though. And I was making pretty, pretty good money. And I had an apartment that was my apartment. It was mine. I could afford it. I was on all the paperwork. I, w- I did it. So I was like, I've got enough money to get a dog. I want a dog because I had no companionship, really. And so I went to the ASPCA because of goddamn Sarah McLaughlin commercials. Sarah McLaughlin, you bitch. Yeah, her commercials kept coming on, and I just... (laughs) That song, In the Arms of the Angels, Mm -hmm. you know, would come on, and I would feel so bad. And so I was like, (laughs) I I don't want to give money to them for their fucking commercials, so I'm going to go adopt a dog. And then I can say, like, I did my part. Yeah. I adopted a dog. Yeah. And so fuck off, Sarah McLaughlin. I'm not giving you shit. <laughs> Stop singing at me. Right. <laughs> and that way I wouldn't feel guilty if I changed the channel. Because I'm like, nah, I already I did my, yeah, I did what I could do. Yeah. I, I'm one person. I can't, I'm 22 or whatever. I can't afford to get more than a one dog. I'm doing the best I can, Sarah. Get off my shit. <laughs> Back off. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the ASPCA. And first I had gone to a couple of like those parking lot things. They do the little deals they do at like Pets Center or uh, Petco's. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see, they were all puppies and I could tell they weren't rescue dogs. They were, they were puppies that were bred to be sold. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. I, I might get one one day, but like. At the time, I was like, no, my duty to Sarah is to rescue a dog. <laughs> Listen, Sarah McLaughlin yeah. has gotten in my head. Exactly. And I have to save a dog. Yeah, it couldn't be one of those. One of those. I had to go. So I, I decided after a couple of weeks, I went to the ASPCA to look at like rescue dogs. And I decided like maybe I'll get a middle-aged dog or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. 
and I'll, I'll just let the dogs speak to me. Uh-huh. And so I'm looking at all the dogs, and I see a couple of dogs, and, you know, I was like, that one's definitely too big, you know, because I was living in an apartment, so I did have some uh, size requirements. Parameters. That, that might not have been necessary uh-huh. if I'd have been living in a house. Right. So I see this dog. He's probably 30, 40 Maybe 50 pounds. I don't know. I don't think he was ever that big. He was probably like 40 pounds. I see this dog and he was like, he was a beagle Yorkie mix. So he's like a beagle kind of, but also fuzzy like a Yorkie. Mm-hmm. He's got a little beard and there's a chihuahua beside him. Like a like a Yokiro Taco Bell commercial <laughs> chihuahua. <laughs> right beside him. And this chihuahua is barking as loud as it can directly into his ear. Just ar, 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 right in his ear. And he is looking up at me and I could see in his eyes like, dude, I've been in here for like five days and this fucking chihuahua has not stopped barking in my ear. Like directly into his ear. <laughs> He's like, either adopt me or kill me. Yes. Please. He had that look on his face. And I said, let me see that dog. And they were like, okay. And they picked him up and they brought him into the room with me and they set him down and he ran and he just jumped into my arms, like just full on jumped straight into my arms. And I said, I'm taking this dog. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to take him back and stuff like that so you can do your paperwork. And I was like, can I take him with me to do the paperwork? And they were like, sure. So I brought him into the room with me and sat him on my lap while I did the paperwork. And he sat there. I know. He knew. He, He fucking knew. But they told me. That he was sick. And they said, we're going to have to get you to sign this stuff. If, you, if you're going to take him, you have to take him to the vet today. Or we're going to have to put him down, essentially. Because he had kennel cough. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll take him to the vet today and bring the paperwork back. And then we can finish signing the stuff. And that's what they said. So I took him to the vet. They, they had to put water under his skin. They had to do the like subdermal yeah. thing. And... It cost seven hundred fucking dollars. It was seven hundred dollars <laughs> the first vet. day. Yeah, at the vet, the first day, and I did that. I paid that seven hundred dollars, and he got better. Uh, you know, I took the, the paperwork and stuff back to the vet, and I was like, I just spent this much money at the vet. He's cleared, and they were yeah. like, He's yours. You could take him. So I took him home, mm. and he was my dog <laughs> uh. from that point on. And that was about fifteen years ago. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's how I got him. And that's why I got him and like how it all went down. And, you know, he was really sick at first. And so it took him a while to get over that kennel cough. Like I had to give him medicine. I had to take care of him. He was real like lethargic and messed up at the beginning and he would just lay there. And then like he started getting better and better and better. And then he turned like into a puppy because he was about one and a half, maybe two years old by this time. And so once he got better, he turned into a back into like, a puppy and so I didn't really know how he was going to be mm-hmm. and I just started training him I, I, I would take him out on a leash and I first started with it really long and I would just shorten the leash and shorten the leash and shorten the leash until I was walking him just like holding his collar mm-hmm. and then I would start to take my hand off of him and he would stay near me and I just kind of kept close him on the leash and after a while I could walk him without a leash like around the apartments and he would stop at the street to cross with me and everything like he knew what was going on it was really cool mm-hmm. and i felt like super bonded to him i felt like tied to him like his fate and my fates were intertwined and he made me have something to focus on and to like he it helped center all of that stuff yeah the chaos of your personal life mm-hmm. um i assume and then also you the the anxiety mm-hmm. it's hard to have a panic attack when you're it was basically impossible yeah when you're busy keeping a 
thing alive. Exactly. <laughs> when I had to think about Odin, I didn't have any anxiety. It was just me taking care of him. And so he had this beard, so I called him Odin. And I was into Norse mythology big time at the time. So I called him Odin. And he just that's the personality he just ended up kind of having of being this calm, awesome, relaxed dog. He was never mean. He never scratched. He never chewed anything. He never ate a shoe. He never did any of that kind of stuff. He was, he was great. I remember one time he ate a frog at my mom's house. And he threw up and shit all night long, <laughs> everywhere, all over the house, like 50 piles of puke and shit. And I stayed up with him all night and slept on the bathroom floor with him and everything. And it's because he ate this fucking frog. Did you hold his hair for him? Yeah. And it was so funny because I saw pieces of the frog in his puke and I was like, well, that's what happened. He ate that fucking frog. He won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's really really great i mean he was he was he was excellent and so i just i had to i had to get through this this week and I, i'm proud i didn't cry during this episode yeah. i was worried yeah that recording an episode about this would make me cry again mm. um i have a little tears in my eyes but i'm not i'm not actively crying not ugly crying as they yeah. call it yeah right yeah. and so i also wanted to say you know as the the big lebowski says in the big lebowski strong men also cry they do. Strong men also cry. It's true. It is true. And it's not something I do very often, but it happened. And I thought I should talk about that, too, because there's some kind of stuff with masculinity it, from me and my generation. I don't know if it's other people that are my age feel this way or not. Maybe it's just the way I grew up where masculinity and not crying are tied in together. Yeah. And I don't I believe that. I mean. You and I are around the same age, and although I'm a female, I do remember boys being told, yeah, like in school and stuff, like you don't cry, yeah, and like the song Boys Don't Cry, the well, Cure yeah, there's literally a song, yeah, yeah, by the Cure, which he did cry, that was the whole point he was making, but right. like, uh. uh the ba uh, band that I really like, Tool, they have a lot of songs about crying and they talk about it. It's big theme in their songs. Mm. And I felt in my life, I have a hard time crying sometimes. Like, it'll hurt real bad, and I'll want to. I wish I could cry. I would rather cry than have it hurt. But it just won't come. Mm -hmm. But this time, it was completely different. I fell apart. I, I, it was really hard. It was really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable. It was one of those things, too, where I had to, I had to say, like, his life now is not good. Like, he's... He he's not happy. His his life isn't his quality of life is not good, and that's a hard decision to make. Yeah, I mean the the choice to to have him put down was not an easy one. No, but it it was one that we had talked about for yeah. a while. Yeah, I had known this was coming. I mean, he was seventeen years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a dog, that's pretty darn old. Yeah, and and also he had been blind for the last few years. He he went blind a few. He got cataracts. I got surgery for his cataracts that cost thousands we of dollars. Had, we paid like four thousand dollars. It was more than to that have, to have laser beams pointed uh -huh. at his eyes, and that was pretty cool, though. It was pretty cool. It, it it worked. It worked. It turned him around when he when he got that laser surgery on his eyes. <laughs> they shot fucking laser beams at his eyeballs, mm -hmm. and somehow that made him be able to see really good for a while. He had a few years of like it being much better. I think it's a testament too that how much he mattered yeah w yes it, we spent that much money but it was we, worth it we had donors yeah 
people donated to the Get Odin's Eyeball Surgery. Yeah, oh yeah, fund. because he impacted so many people. Yeah, so many people, people loved him. him. Yeah, and so people were like, "Here's some money to contribute to the Fix Odin's Eyes Fund." Uh-huh. Yeah, and we did. I, I I drove him, you know, all the way to another state mm-hmm. to get laser beams shot at his eyes. <laughs> yeah, you had to take time off work uh-huh. and travel. It was like what you would do for a family member. Oh yeah, it was, and it was worth it. And and you know, it didn't fix his eyes all the way till the end, but it did for years, and it, it, they were way better significantly he went back to running around the yard i would say that gave him another couple of years of being able to see what was going on but Mm -hmm. then once it started deteriorating again yeah and he went back to being blind and he started the the old age he started to get like that doggy doggy dementia yeah and, and started to be confused and then you know it just I don't really want to get into how that whole this the end of it, but like that's that's what happened, yeah. and, and it was it was it was like it was like I knew it was coming, but I still you're never ready, you know. We we had had discussions about like we're gonna have to set some money aside and think about the fact that like one day we're gonna have to make the decision on like going to the vet, and it might be the last time we see him. And having had that conversation before meant that we knew it was coming and i mean i had brought it up a couple of times yeah but i i just i also just didn't want to think about it (laughs) so it was it's this it's this struggle that i still don't know how how exactly is the best way to handle i mean i think you did well and i think i did too oh you did great as a partner because it's hard you don't want to i I had to know my role yeah. <laughs> in in that in that way. Like mm-hmm. I had to be supportive but also try to be kind and gentle and realistic. I I have to say you were amazing. You're the only reason I was able to make it through like I did because you made it very clear that you were supportive of however I wanted to decide to do things. Mm-hmm. And you would listen to what I had to say about it and you were like he's your soul pet soulmate he's mm-hmm. your he's your spirit animal. i said he's your spirit animal yeah you you and him have a bond and you got you have to go with that and that was exactly what i needed though you know what i mean it, it made yes. me it it took away any doubts i had about how i was dealing with it and made it f- focus on him and yeah. so i got to spend the whole last day with him you know we took a nap together like we always did and you know it was he cool. ate his weight and treats yeah he got he got <laughs> All the treats he could have ever wanted, and it was really, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he's in a better spot now. But it 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 it's really been hard, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't fuck with Jordan Peterson this week. I just couldn't do it, man. That motherfucker just would have tipped me over the edge. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard if you're in the stages of grief and mm-hmm. mourning a loss. How are you supposed to sit there and, <laughs> and deal with, with that guy? That? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, every day I'm feeling more like, okay, I am starting to feel back into fucking getting this son of a bitch. Like I do feel more like I, I do I I do have a lot to say about him. I'm not near done. And I did wanna actually if you if you made it this far, you're a, a loyal enough fan of the show. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, we love you and thank you for <laughs> listening. And I also would like to say like if you made it this far, I would feel responsible to tell you like I've been thinking a lot about this this Jordan Peterson episode and how I want to do things. And what I think is this whole manosphere idea, this whole young white men and the right wing assholes getting like in and, and, and making these young white kids like corrupted and getting into their minds. 
this is a project that's going to take me a long time to do. I'm realizing that it's going to be longer than Chris Chan. It's going to be like, it could be 50 episodes for me to deal with that. Uh, so there's no yeah. way I can just do it all in a row. Mm-hmm. I can't just go Jordan Peterson and then Andrew Tate or whatever and then Tim Pool and then uh, there's too right, many. Right, the Manosphere could be almost its own show. It, it could it could very one person in the manosphere could be their own show. Yeah. And so I think what I want to do is I want to keep on that track and just like do Jordan and do, do, do them as I want to do them. But sometimes we'll take little breaks. Yeah. I mean, I really want us to revisit Greg Locke. Yeah. Like on a personal. Oh yeah. We got to do that. Just my own voyeuristic, selfish mm-hmm. wants. I yeah. <laughs> really want the snowflakes to revisit okay. him. Okay. Well, that's definitely locked in. It's something we're gonna nut. do. Yeah, we're, we'll go back to Greg. I so, want to hear him yell about eating his dirty witches, socks. about how he hates witches. Yeah, get out, witches. get out, you stinking witch. Yeah, <laughs> get on your broom and fly out of here. So I'm thinking the show is gonna be dealing with these guys and then broken up in between for some light refreshment, some uh, wacky Wednesdays or whatever you want to say. Uh-huh. We will switch it up with. Uh, random other other things because i can't just do it all straight but it is something i want to do and it is going to take a long time so that's kind of what i wanted the audience to know that's the plan for the show that's what i think is going to be cool and so just this isn't this was be an example of that kind of episode where it's like it's unscripted we're just dealing with something else or we're talking about a different subject we're going to go back to jordan that's a whole can of worms that still needs to be dug into so this is what I wanted to do for this week. I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I, I feel good that I got to tell people about him, you know, and that hopefully somebody out there has a has a pet or something that they remember today when they hear this t- to love on a little bit more. And like, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. You should give them a little bit extra love today from me and for Odin. Yeah. So. And also just as a reminder that pets are people too. Yeah. And you don't realize how much of an impact they have on you until it's too late. And it hurts. But you know what? There's shitty people out there like Jordan. And they're not going to go away just because I'm sad. So (laughs) I've got to. Unfortunately. I've got to keep that in mind too. So. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. Um, I know this was a weird, unscripted therapy episode, but it's what I needed to do. Thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in next week for Jordan Peterson. Bye.